what happened? Nothing, just fucking stupid shit. What's up, dude? Call me! Call me! Call me any... I just thought about that because you said call me, so... I love that song, too. Who I sings do. that? I do, I love Blondie. Blondie. Really? Yeah, you know what Blondie. song I always liked was, um... Oh, man, now I can't even think of how, how it goes. It's uh, a Pat Benatar song. Um, Love is a battlefield. Something like that. I don't know. Whatever. The 80s were a good era. Sure, yeah. See, the music. 80s were a good era for pop and nothing else. Because I think the 80s rock and shit sucks. You don't like hair metal and all no, that? No, not at all. Not at what all. about fresh metal? Uh, Okay, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm into like Slayer. And you know what? 80s was a good era for punk. Yeah, punk music too, sure. Sure. But um yeah. I'm trying to think, what was like eighties rap music like? Nothing really too amazing, right? Well, I mean, no, that's when like NWA and like Public Enemy were big. Public Enemy. Well, that was more like early nineties. No, like, but they started in the late eighties though. Yeah, and, but when I, mean, I think it got bit the thing is like rap rap started to become, I think, more mainstream, like yeah, like early mid nineties, but by the late eighties there were already rap records. See, I feel like if you put on like nineties on nine, you'll you'll get a couple songs from eighty eight and eighty nine. I feel like like the, the decades of music kind of have a little overlap a little bit, you know? No, yeah, there's always anytime you have a new decade, there's always a hangover period from the previous decade. Yeah. So, so. I mean, you can definitely see that in early 80s, there's still kind of a little bit of like more of like a disco influence, but by like, you know, 82, it kind of dies off. Yeah. You know, I think that right now we're, we are in the disco era of music for our generation at the moment. You know, I know so little about what goes on in music these days. Dude, so it's just, it's, it's disco. It's all like club songs, repetitive fucking uh, choruses. It's just, it's very, you know, and then you have. The, uh, you know, the auto-tuner is still heavy. Like, this is the, the disco era of, like, like yeah. music Music's trends go through, yeah, they go through these, like, ups and downs. And right now we're in, like, the, the club trend era. Yeah, it's very patterned right now, so. Very patterned, yeah. Yeah. So, how's your day, man? Not bad. I mean, I try to stay busy. Um, I did a lot of stuff. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm preparing for a backup in case I go to China, which could very well happen. And uh, you know, I got my workout in. I'm always trying to get my workouts in. And and uh, yeah, man, I'm just dropping my CV left and right, man. When you when you get back on the on the China, you know, uh, ESL teaching job hunt, man. Like my phone, your phone just explodes. Emails, Skype messages, WeChat messages. So I've pretty much been doing that for a better part of my day right now. Yeah, um, just through doing it with you, I mean, I dropped my CV off with two recruiters. I got like 20 jobs. My current job is up my ass to sign on a better one. My side job wants me to come on full, full time. And this is what I didn't want to do. Like, I didn't want to do this because you get optionitis to where you can't even like, you can't even think because you have so many options, you know? And yeah, it's just, absolutely. you know, it's a, it's a bad, it, or it's, it's a good problem to have, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you can never have too many options. Well, I mean, no, you can't have too many options, but in your case, it's not bad. But you, you got to be careful because then you're gonna when you have too many options, you'll start second guessing yourself more and more and more and more. Big time. All right, you want to talk wrestling, or you want to get this True Detective review out of the way? Oh, you want to talk True Detective? Well, well I like we, season. Three. I I finished it, so I got you know we can talk about it for a minute. I think it was a popular show. 
Yeah, but I thought you finished it like a week or two ago, so you didn't yeah, know it was out of your system. But I forgot it last week, and I still kind of wanted to talk. Because we talked about it like a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, not on this show, no. Oh, well, we don't got to talk about it. I thought it was an 8.5 going into the final episode, and it ended as a 5. Damn. No, I would give the show overall an, an 8 out of the season. I'd give the season like an 8 out of 10. I would give the season a, a 5. Wow, man, that's pretty low. Because it, it's just like, see, but we don't agree on another movie that kind of reminded me of this, No Country for Old old Men, which you think is like an 11 out of 10, and I think yeah, it's like, like a Yeah, that's like one four. of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I think that that's a 4 as well. Like, I don't like movies where, well, I don't like narratives where, um... The whole sh- the like where the the whole plot winds up winds up being a red herring. Like and in the case of True Detective, I you know if I went so there's gonna be some spoilers. If I went yeah. plot point by plot point, there were so many plot points that wound up not having a thing to do with the final re- reveals. I mean, tons I of them. That's true. I think that everything was connected pretty well. Okay, tell me about the uh, the wife, the black chick, going to that woman in the in the in in episode seven, getting the picture of the two people in ghost costumes. What did that have to do with anything? The Total. ghost costumes wasn't that like weren't they like the uh, the the rapists, the kidnappers? Yeah, but there were no kidnappers. That's the whole thing. There were no kidnappers. No, they they were well. They they it was like kind of like kidnap like yeah. It pretty much was kidnapping. No, the because mother the, because sold the, because them. Because the girl, the mother sold yeah. them. That's not kidnapping. And then there's a whole thing of if you go back yeah, and rewatch it, though. That's still you, an illegal act. Okay, I mean, you can't fine. Just sell but if you go back and rewatch it, that mother, her motivation through the whole show makes no sense. She knows exactly what happened, and she's not telling anybody. And it's like, right. if you establish the plot point early that she can't tell people because she would incriminate herself, or she never loved her children, or whatever. If you want to establish that plot point, fine. But they never do. So what you have no, is... No, I think, I think we can... The thing is, Stephen, sometimes I think some of the things that are going on, we can imply as an audience. See, I but think that's, we can definitely, that's poor we can, writing. Hold on a second. We can definitely imply as an audience that she does not love her children. Okay, that's poor writing. You should never put the writing job on the fans. Like, I mean, that's poor no, writing. But you're, but no, but then you're getting into telling, not showing, and that's it defeats the whole purpose. You don't you have to hit tell. people over the head. You can be, you can do something as simple as when they find the mother's dead body, they say, she didn't have any any pictures of her children. She must not have liked them much. Yeah, but we know based on the interaction that she doesn't love no, her children. No, no, she's crying, she's again. screaming, her life is over, she's flipping out, she doesn't want people talking to her. No, it it, it looks yeah, like she is she very probably devastated. Feels, because she probably feels guilty about what well, she did. Well, then why doesn't she tell the cops that she sold them to these people? Because then she incriminates herself. Then you gotta say this stuff, okay? Because what you have no, is you have a character that's got two. You have two characters being, in one person. I think you're being nitpicky about it, really. No, the whole show, and you know what? The first season did this too, but I was willing to over for uh, you know, not really care. Also, that Indian that had the fucking shootout. What a pointless excuse just to have a, a fucking shootout. He had nothing to do with anything. 
His character literally had nothing to do with a single yeah, thing in the whole was, show. Yeah, but, but he, he became a guy. central he, plot point for four episodes. No, because he was the well, he was the fall guy for the cops for that that dirty cop that was working with the the rich family. You could have done it a million ways from a for, dude. I know they just wanted a big action scene, and they yeah, wanted all, all of this heavy shit. No, the show set yes. up. They set up for, the, for there to be a nuclear bomb, and it wound up being a BB gun. This show should be called Petty Complaints by Steven. Jesus! You have lots of... Don't say my name. Now I gotta now edit we're... that out. I'm, hold on, I gotta make a note of that. It's a fake name. No. You said my it's real name, gimmick. dickhead. All right, Adam Ruiz. I don't care. You can say my name. I don't give a shit. I will. Cocksucker. Yeah. Okay, um... What was I gonna say? Uh, I'll give you my social security number as well. How's that? Go for it. Let me get my my pen out. Okay, go. F U C K Y O U. Oh, someone fucking pushed out. Six three five. Jesus. Zero. I'm editing that. Why would you do that? It's fine. Nothing's gonna happen. Whatever. Um, did you ever see Quarry? No. You you'd like it, or maybe you wouldn't, because maybe they they tell they don't, or maybe they show they don't. Ugh. Yeah. Well, anything you like, I think sucks. So everything I like sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. All right. Moving on. Um, you want to talk mania? Uh, sure. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time, but um, what do you want to talk about? Just like the card in general. Well, let's look what at the card so? right now, and then I kind of um. All right, I got CBS Sports. Yeah. So. Um, I'm just okay. I'll go match by match, and in three words or less, tell me your interest level in each match. Okay. Okay, I got the card up too. So All go right. ahead. Likely main event: uh, Rousey versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. Should be good, but wrong matchup. Okay. Uh, Lesnar versus Rollins. It's fine. <laughs> Triple H versus Batista. Don't care. Miz versus Shane. Don't care. Buddy Murphy versus somebody. Good God, do I not care. Daniel Bryan versus Kofi. Don't care. Styles versus Orton. Don't care. Reigns versus McIntyre. Don't care. Asuka versus Mandy Rose. Who's Mandy Rose? Okay, Finn Balor versus Lashley. Don't care. Joe versus Cena. That, I think, could is something interesting. Usos versus Hardys. Mm, it's fine. <laughs> Andre the Giant. He's dead. <laughs> Women's Battle Royal. Oh, God. Come on. All right. Okay. So now Wait, what I... What about Kurt Angle's retirement? Uh, yeah, and Kurt Angle's going to have a retirement match against somebody. Yeah. I mean, it could be good. It just depends. We don't know who. Well, it's going to be... It's going to wind up being like Eric Rowan or something, so... Yeah, don't care. Okay. Okay, so with that said, I tasked you with the with the idea of... Let's go back to uh, Royal Rumble, and Vince McMahon is doing a lot of pills, and he hires one Adam Ruiz, social security number, etc. And he says, Adam, save this ship. How would you have booked from Rumble to now and got, and what is your mania card? Okay, well, I just picked five matches. I wrote yeah, down yeah, five yeah. matches just... that I would do. Um, you know, they could be for titles, whatever, but this is the five matches I would have done. Now, I know that originally they want the main event. All the talk was Becky and Ronda, and I think that's fine. Stick with that as your main event. I the think, one you know, thing Becky... I want to keep in mind, dude, see, you don't really watch it at all. I, I watch it a teeny bit more than you because I am on Twitter. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't I don't watch a single yeah. Raw down. I mean, I saw a little bit of the Royal Rumble. A okay. little bit of the Royal Rumble. So going I, going into Survivor Series, that Becky Ronda shit was fucking gripping. Really good yes. stuff. They had the built-in rematch because Becky got injured and couldn't do the match at Survivor Series. So I do want to give props to, like, I think that Becky Ronda was the right match. But anyway, go on from there. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to make this the main event, make it the first female main event in WrestleMania history, I think it's fine. Ronda Rousey's a huge star. She can attract different kinds of viewers. Becky Lynch has gotten really hot. I think it makes sense to make it a main event. I have no problem with it whatsoever. We do not need Charlotte Flair in the match, but that's a whole other story. Um, I think we know why Charlotte's there. Well, hey, come on, man. You're booking. We're at Rumble. What do you do? Yeah. I mean, just build up to Becky and Ronda. I mean, Becky wins the Royal Rumble, which she did. And, you know, she calls out Ronda Rousey, and, and you just go from there. And, and you don't have to do angles every week, though. So, I mean, what they're doing right now, I think, is is fine. I just don't think Charlotte needs to be involved. I think that you can, um, yeah, I, I would have had, so my quick little thing, I would have had Becky win the Rumble in the exact same way that she did. She she lost to Asuka during the show. She went, she went on to win the Rumble. Then you, boom, you have two. I thought that Rumble sucked, by the way. Okay, good for you. You have two, <laughs> you have two built-in matches because you got two fucking pay-per-views. So, Becky wins the the Rumble at the next pay per view. You have Charlotte saying, "Hey, you were you you weren't even in it." Becky beats Charlotte. You have Oscar saying, "Hey, I beat you at the fucking Rumble." Becky beats Oscar, and then she comes out and challenges Ronda, and that way you have Becky versus Ronda as a three week build instead of a twenty nine week build or however long it's been. And that's how I would have got to that match. But you do you think three weeks is enough to build it? Yeah, well, it's like people know that that's the fucking match, but you don't have to put them in the ring for fucking nine years. Like, yeah, people know okay. that that's good. Like, no one thinks... Okay, like, wrestling is a little predictable, and the, and the WWE, they like to fuck with that. But if Becky wins the Rumble, and then you have Charlotte challenging, and she beats Charlotte, and then Asuka comes out, everyone's going to be like, okay, Becky's going to beat Asuka. And you have Rousey watching from... From the crowd, doing her pouty face, like that's good enough, yeah. man. And like, come on, like yeah. that's good enough. Cause you know what? Never mind. I'm not even like I don't. When the fuck did the gap between the Rumble and Mania get so long? I feel it's like because it was they never have this they, they have this stupid they have these stupid February pay per views that we don't need. When I was a kid, and... man, I thought that like. I thought that from Rumble to Mania was like seven weeks, maybe. They now need to like delete 10. the February pay-per-view. I think it's unnecessary. I think it's unnecessary. Yeah. So, I mean, my thing is, and, and Meltzer talked about this too, or like Alvarez talked about this, that you don't need to do angles every week. In fact, you don't even need to put these people on the same show every week. But, I mean, that's a whole different story. And it's just overexposed. And by the time you get to Mania, people kind of just burn out already. But, anyway, getting back on track... Becky versus Ronda for me is a fine main event. There's nothing wrong with it. it. It's a good story. You just don't need Charlotte. And you don't need angles. I mean, you can do, you know, little promos here and there. And that's fine. That's enough. Okay. All right. What's next? My second match I wrote down here is probably something I alluded to in, in a previous episode. So if you're going to bring back Batista, 
And, you know, I was critical of Batista Triple H. I think it's unnecessary. I don't think Triple H needs to be on the card. I don't think he needs to wrestle. I don't care. If I bring back Batista, I'm putting him against Roman and I'm having Roman beat him. And that way Batista can beat Roman. Sorry, Roman can beat Batista and Batista can retire and or whatever like that. There's a story you could do there that goes back to the 2014 Royal Rumble that Batista won. Mm. But that was the Rumble that Roman Reigns got really over. Uh, where he started to get really over because he eliminated a shitload of guys. And you could, you know, you could have Batista come out talking shit about the current roster. Roman comes out a total surprise and says, Hey, I don't appreciate the shit you've been talking. I've been keeping an eye on you since the last time you came back and they feuded evolution and, and shield was a big feud when Batista came back. So there's a story there. Um, I think Roman and Batista could be a big matchup if done correctly. And I would do something like that, involve the Evolution, uh, evolution um, uh, Shield feud, talk about bring back the Royal Rumble from 2014, make the Roman Roman's return a surprise from from uh, from leukemia. I think it would have been big. I think it would have been great. I, I just don't I just don't see what the big deal about Triple H and Batista is. I, I don't really know what anybody gets out of it. So I think Roman Batista is a much better, more intriguing matchup. And I think there's a good story there you could tell. I do agree. There is a good story. Um, but one thing you gotta factor in, if we were playing EWR, uh, they would say but Batista wants to wrestle Triple H. Yeah, that's fine, but I'm the booker, so I don't care what he wants. Well, what if Batista says then I'm going home? I'd be like, look, well, I mean, I well, first of all, I'd pay him considerably. I'd play okay. him. I'd pay him a very handsome sum. Mm-hmm. What about something like? I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't. The thing is, I don't think Batista would be against doing the job for Roman. No, I don't think so. I, mean, I don't think so at all. I think he'd be very happy to do it. What about the idea, I mean, would you be okay with, because uh, in theory, Triple H is still hurt from that, uh, his, uh, when he, he hurt his pec. Um, yeah. What if it's like, uh, Triple H is like, I can't wrestle, but you know, there's a new fucking cat in town. And he's like, support, I don't know, and he endorses Roman. But I, I do agree with you. That is like a nice little story. I do agree. Or, I mean, if you really wanted to, you could do another Shield versus Evolution and make it like a gimmick match. Like Dean but, and... Well, but Rollins... Okay, so what about the the uh, the world title? Or, I mean, the, uh, the universal title? Yeah, I mean, title? I, wrote, I wrote down... I just put down Rollins versus Lesnar. Really? Um, I didn't really... Sorry, huh? Nothing. I'm just surprised that you would have still went with that. Well, look, I mean, if you wanted to do a six-man Evolution versus Shield, that would be a better alternative. I just thinking like who would face Lesnar besides Rollins? I mean, who are you gonna do like AJ? I, mean, I would have eh. probably done AJ Styles, yeah, personally. But go on. I think with Rollins, I with Rollins, there is a story you can tell there from WrestleMania from 2015 when Rollins pinned Reigns, and you know Rollins also he's he's there to beat Lesnar on behalf of Roman. There's that story that we talked about before that they can do. So I don't think Rollins versus Lesnar is a bad matchup. I just – it's not like main event, but it screams it's not like, bad. Who cares? I don't know. I think there's a good the, – the problem is Roman's coming – is has come back. If Roman hadn't come back, it would have been a good story. But now that he's back, it's like, eh. But you can't do Roman and Lesnar again. No way. Everyone's sick of that. Yeah. So I just feel like Rollins versus Lesnar, it's fine. You can still tell a decent story there. But, well, here's the thing. If Rollins, in my mind, Rollins beats Lesnar, Roman beats Batista, 
and you build up to that Roman and Rollins big matchup where Roman's like, hey, Seth, you know, we're buddies, but you got that's my belt and you know it and you know I came back for this belt and you let that simmer for a while. Yeah. So I think making making Rollins the champion and having Roman chase, I think, is the story they can tell for the future. And in my mind, that's what they should build up to or what they could build up to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Um, okay. So I have two more matches here. Um, now, we heard about Kurt Angle uh, retirement. In my mind, if you're going to do a Kurt Angle retirement and go out on a bang, who better than Daniel Bryan? Daniel Bryan versus Kurt Angle. That should be the match. I don't think if, that's if, ever if, happened either. No, of course not. They've never wrestled before. Rome, okay, look, I have three matches on here that have never happened before. Roman versus Batista has never happened. Brian versus Angle has never happened. I don't know about Becky and Ronda. Maybe it has, but... No. Brian and Angle... Oh, Becky and Ronda never face each other. No. Oh, shit. I didn't they know They were that. supposed okay. to wrestle at Survivor Series. They did that big angle where uh, Nia Jax punched Becky so, in the so, face. Yeah, so technically I wrote four matches that have never happened before. But anyway, Brian versus Angle has never happened. It's a dream match. It's two great technical wrestlers. You know, Kurt Angle says, look, it's, it's a simple story. Kurt Angle says, look, if I if I really am the best, if I really am here to prove that I'm the best wrestler, I have to be the best technical wrestler on this roster, and that's Daniel Bryan. I need to still prove that I can win, that I can beat the, the best, you know, pure wrestler on the roster. Well, let me go back in time Bryan. for you then. What about you do – I mean, this is assuming that we know all of this, and you're going back to Rumble. I think that Rollins winning the Rumble is just kind of like, who cared? And it just kind of set up a match that people already knew was going to happen. Why don't we, you, know, you could have done the angle where um, you could have uh, started months before the Rumble where, you know, Angle said, my final match is going to be at Mania and I want it to be against Brian, the world champion, who's a heel. And then you have the run and you have Angle win the, win the, uh, the Rumble so he can choose Brian as his final opponent. Yeah, I mean that's fine. Uh, you I could mean, have look, had Kurt Angle. The Rumble has been you so de- like just the Rumble's been so devalued because the winner doesn't always wrestle in the main match. That's been devalued so hard. Well, that's the thing is the big problem is like a lot of times in recent years that yeah the Rumble winner doesn't wrestle like the last match on the card. So if you wanted to do that type of an angle, that would have been something that would have just I I think that would have made a more interesting story of. Rather yeah. than Kurt Angle pointing at somebody, but I do agree that Bri- that Brian is probably a really good opponent. Yeah, Brian versus Angle, I think for the title, you know, Angle has something to prove. Brian's a Brian's an asshole now; he's a heel. I think that's a great matchup. It's probably not going to happen, but I just think for for Brian, and not only that, Kurt Angle, who who better to carry Kurt Angle because he's hurt, he's broken down. Who better to carry him than Daniel Bryan? I mean, it's just it's just a logical matchup, and. I don't think they're going to do it, but I mean, God knows Brian versus Kofi Kingston. Like, I, I don't. Who could possibly give a shit, man? A oh lot my God! Of people apparently. Yeah, well, you know what? Fuck those people. They're stupid. Cool. That's my two cents. And um, the last one I have here is a matchup that's already that's probably going to happen. It's Joe versus Cena. We talked up a little about this before. Joe and Cena actually came up together in, I think it was APW, the California uh, indie promotion. I think it was actually UPW that UPW, Cena came sorry, up UPW. in. Yeah. yeah. Joe was a part of that too. 
Joe's a heel. Joe can say, you know what, John Cena, we came up together. I mean, our career, our career paths diverged. You know, Joe can maybe, you know, let out a little bit of jealousy because Cena became a big star, whereas Joe, you know, he was a Ring of Honor TNA guy for so long. And Joe's a bit annoyed because he's better. He's like, I'm better than you, even though you had you became a bigger star than me. You also have the U.S. title, which is a title that Cena had propelled up a little bit. And Joe says, well, you know what? I'm going to make it better than you because I'm already better than you. I think there's a very good, easy story you can tell with Joe and Cena. It's a matchup that's never happened. And they're going to do that one, which is why I'm actually curious about it. Yeah. I think, um, uh, alternatively, the uh, the only other opponent I can think of for Angle would be Cena. Because Cena started as a mystery opponent for Angle from the crowd. That's he right. was like a fan. And it comes full circle, yeah. Uh, so I think that would kind of kind of be a cool little thing. But, um, That'd be a good story, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and then honestly, Angle versus Joe could, all, could also be a good match because they have a lot of history, you know. That's true, but then you have to bring up TNA, and I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah, um, so. for, for good reason. So, yeah, um, my five matches were Becky, Ronda, Roman Batista, Brian Angle, Rollins, Lesnar, Joe Cena. And yeah. hold on, and I want to make a point of this. You'd have Becky, Roman, Brian, Rollins, and Joe all win, and they'd be beating Batista, Angle, Lesnar, and Cena. So what do you know? Four guys who were big stars 10, 15 years ago put over big stars from today. What a novel concept. Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? Sounds good. I think, uh, yeah, sounds like a decent Mania card. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would have done, but I don't work there. All right, cool. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be going to Mania with a couple people. And uh, originally, like a month ago, the dude I'm going with, Shaheen, he was like, oh, man, we're going to go to Mania. We're going to leave every hour and do shots in the parking lot. We're going to fucking, it's going to be a blast. And there's going to be 80,000 people there. And because I was really down, like, I don't even want to go to Mania. He's like, no, you got to go to Mania. It's going to be fucking great, blah, blah, blah. And now, like, a week ago, he told me, he's like, nah, man, we're just going to sit at the apartment and get stoned and watch it on TV. Who even gives a fuck? Like, yeah, because the card's not that great. Like, he, he turned on a dime. And I don't know what it was that did it, but man, he turned on a fucking dime. And I, I, I just, I want to ask all those people out there that want Kofi Kingston, like, how how does anybody buy Kofi Kingston as a credible world champion contender? I do not, for the life of me, understand how anyone looks at him as a guy who could believably be a world champion. I don't think that people even really want that anymore. I really think that people, I think that people just want to see the good guy make it. The, and and by good guy, I don't mean a babyface. I mean a nice guy. Like okay, Sami Zayn's NXT character. I I I remember. One time, uh, on, I, I think it was a Brian and Vinny show, they were talking, they were like, uh, what is Sami Zayn's character? And they talked about it for a minute, and they were like, do you know what it is? He's a nice guy. He's the guy at the coffee shop who puts a penny in, a penny in the fucking take a penny, leave a penny jar. He's the guy who lets you get the taxi because you need it more. He's just a nice guy. And that's well, what you know we- what? That's a lame fucking gimmick. Because Ric Flair would have ripped that taxi off and ordered three more to make sure that you didn't get one. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and Terry Funk would have split his, split your eyebrow open if you're going to get in that taxi. Yeah. Um, I was watching promos last night, some Dusty promos. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just... Like, I'm sure Kofi King is a nice guy in real life. He seems like a cool dude, but... I guess fans don't care about, about people being credible and being able to buy people as as real champions, as, as, you know, credible winners. I mean, 
Kofi Kingston has been a, a tag team mid Carter for a long time now. There's nothing wrong with that. Not everybody can be a main eventer. Well, I guess that's the problem is like nowadays a lot of fans think anybody can be a main eventer, which devalues Absolutely. the idea of being a main eventer. I mean, we talked about it, you know, before, but the line between when I was a kid, man, I watched WCCW and WCW from like '96 to '99-ish. They had very thick lines between tiers. You had the television yeah. championship, the U.S. championship, and the world. And I knew who fit in every single championship. Exactly. And when when Booker T was a television champion for for like five months i was like whoa booker t's really killing it and then he wrestled uh ddp and i'm like whoa i think he can hang with the big boys he's gonna go up to exactly. the u.s title now it's kind of like cares it's kind of like in wwf 2000 when benoit came you know benoit was wrestling kurt angle chris jericho like upper mid carters a few months later and he's winning and he's beating those guys a few months later he's facing the rock oh okay well you know he beat jericho and he beat kurt, kurt angle Maybe he could beat The Rock as well. Yeah. You know, there's a natural progression. But that just doesn't exist anymore. A part of that is the promotion's fault. And a part of that is the fans' fault. Because the fans the fans don't care about that anymore. The fans just think anybody can win at any time. It doesn't matter where you are in the card. Fucking Tyler Breeze can challenge for the world title now. It's like, it's just ridiculous. And you know like, what? The fans, fans would fucking hoping. love it, too. He deserves it. He was exactly. in NXT for years. Yeah. Oh, he was, uh, you know, he trained and he was next to me for years and he finally won the big one. I'm like, come on, man. Like, it's bullshit. It's, it is. Like, there's no, there's no line anymore about who's a star or who's a, a main eventer. And, and because of that, then there are no main eventers. There are no stars. Dude, there's this video. I'm going to send you this video. We're going to pause the show for one minute because you've got to watch this. Let me get this. Um, talk about something for three minutes while I find this. Okay, well, the next topic we had here was the club leave WWE. Now, that's not official, I believe. Um, I think it's pretty official. They turned down their contract, and they're going to be leaving. When does the contract end? Um, hold on. I, I I just got the video. Do you want to watch this really quickly? I mean, I guess. I mean, can we it's like, Dude, it's like 20 seconds. you got to watch this. I just sent it to you. Okay. Watch this shit, dude. And this is my fucking nightmare. Try to turn up the sound so people can hear you. Pat McAfee? It wasn't he a punter for the Colts? Well, now he's fucking working for the WWE as a stooge. Okay. Oh, that's that fucking... Uh, Turn up the sound, one, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That one cocksucker. What's his name? Sam Roberts? Yeah. Oh, God, that guy's annoying as shit. All right, that's enough. That's enough. You can turn it off now. So these two <sighs> yeah, guys, hold on. So these two guys hit on Randy. They're watching the fucking wrestling. They're doing some backstage show, and these are the two WWE goob jobs. And they're just like, and that's when I, oh my god, an RKO out of nowhere, and they start jumping around, moving their fists like fucking splooging all over the place. And these are the fans, Adam, that you and me don't know. We don't know. But this is 90% of the WWE's fan base are these little man-childs with a switch in their, their fucking back pocket and Bart Simpson jorts and fucking 
you know, replica belts, and they're waiting on the new action figure, and they, they've got the John Cena fucking Funko Pop. These are the fans that you and me don't know about, and they love this shit. Yeah, they do. They're so, the kind of fans that laugh at the New Day's jokes. Yes. They're yeah. like, oh, they're they the, did it again. <laughs> these, are, these are the kind of people that think New Day is funny. When New Day is probably the complete opposite of funny. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Um, okay, so fuck those guys. And that clip is my night. I yeah, said that Sam, to James. Sam Roberts, Sam Roberts is just a fucking little mousy dork. He's so annoying. He's so he's annoying. Just, he's just like, so I heard that, you know, when you were having the match, uh, you know, like, yeah, like, he's just, oh, God. Horrible, horrible. So anyway. So, so yeah, the club, so, the cl- sorry, go ahead. Well, I just kind of yeah. wanted to say that, like, um, ah, man, you said something. There's a reason to bring that up. Oh, that's right. So I was listening to the THT podcast, and uh, the one dude on there, Boxman, he's one of these guys. He just watches the WWE. It's on in the background. He peeks up every now and then goes, RKO out of nowhere. Wow. And he's into the legacy and the then, now, forever, and this is the big show. And people like you and me just look at it and we're like, Bro, like, this fucking blows. I'm not going to watch. It, it's like Friends or something. You know what I mean? It's like, it's something that you tolerate be, because it's on and you saw it as a kid and you know some of the quirks and jokes, so you'll tolerate it, but fucking whatever. I'm yeah, I never, found, I never found Friends to be funny at all. And I thought it was just a poor man Seinfeld that was like dumbed down for the masses. It's so weird that people and call it that because it had nothing to do. It, it it had nothing in common with Seinfeld, other than they were on the same well, channel. You had the you had the group of friends that were together and wisecracking jokes in New York City. I get yeah, but that's like every sitcom. That's that's mad. You know that's mad about you. That's all of those. Yeah, I mean, the point is, is that I, I think, yeah, WWE is just one of those things that is so entrenched in people's minds that they just kind of accept it for what it is, no matter how bad it is, because it's always been a part of their life. Yeah. So, um, I, was WC- I was they, a WCW taken, guy. They've taken it for granted. Hey, I look. I grew up on WWF, man. WWF 99, 2000, 2001. I was on it like flies on shit. But you got to call a spade a spade, and it doesn't matter if I grew up with it. It sucks. Not to, like, yeah, I mean, I said it a few times, but, like, I started watching WCW. I, I like WCW more because when I started watching, it was the pre-Austin era. And I was like, eh, this is okay. But WCW, they got Benoit and DDP and blah, 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 and they had Goldberg. Like, I, I was definitely more into WCW. I got into ECW quickly, and I saw Stranglemania really early into my fucking, like, within six months of, of, of getting into fucking wrestling, I saw it. Stranglemania, death matches, you know what I mean? And I got into tape trading really early, so I never was like that with the WWE or F or anything. I mean, I liked Mick Foley because he was like this hardcore guy, but, and Austin is, of course, amazing, and, and The Rock is amazing, but by 2001 or two, I was really done with w, or with uh, the WWF, big time. Yeah, I mean, for me, WWF... I started in 99, 02, I really fell out. After WrestleMania 18, I really fell out of it. And it's just it's just something that, like, it doesn't, like, yeah, I have some nostalgia for it, but just because I have nostalgia for it 
doesn't mean I can't criticize it now because compared to when I was a kid, it's horrible. It's awful. Hey, do you see this and job I, that, that just got posted? Uh, is it in the uh, WeChat group? Yeah, so check this out. International school in Huangdao fought five days a week. Salary is up to 22000 which you can probably get twenty five, two to three months paid holidays and a twenty thousand flight bonus with two thousand for your housing. Wow, that's a good offer, man. Anyway, Wangdao's in the in the Qingdao area, right? Yeah, it's forty five minutes away from Qingdao proper. Yeah, but um, they're building a subway there that's going to open this summer, and uh, apparently Wangdao is where all the Russians and Africans are at the moment. Right, so they're gonna get booted. Yeah, so they're going to get booted, and there's, like, part-time insane out there for, like, 80 bucks an hour. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah. Let's go on to, uh, so the club, I mean, all the news, rumor and gossip sites say that the club is leaving, and they didn't renew their contract. Is that really shocking? No, because, I mean, they haven't really been utilized well from day one, so it's only a matter of time. Now, the question is... Will they go back to New Japan, or do you think AEW is going to be interested? I'd be curious if they get one of those contracts kind of like what Jericho and Omega have, where they're like, hey, you're AEW exclusive in the U.S., but you have options to do other shit outside in Japan if you want to, because Carl Anderson right. was a big part of that company for a long time. Yeah, he Carl Anderson, He's he had, he had really been a mainstay in New Japan for a long time. And, and I mean, he had more of association with New Japan than anybody and yeah. than any uh, American promotion. So, and I think his wife's Japanese. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, you know, he has uh, as, aspirations to go back to Japan. Where but they were was, also, when he moved over to the U.S., they, he was very, very vocal on various podcasts. He was like, I want to live in America with my kids, with my family. I want to be settled down because living abroad, you know, if you're a family man, it's kind of, you know, it's tiring. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, who knows? It changes the dynamic of it. So I think, well, I mean, he can still do like they could go to AEW and he could still do shots with Japan every yeah. now and then. So, or um, you know what? I mean, the whole thing is they they're working with fucking DDT, okay? And so far, DDT. Oh, yeah. yeah, DDT is sending uh, one of their young boys out. Not a young boy, but one of their fucking mid-carters. And he's apparently going to be working full-time with AEW over their their launch. And I wouldn't be surprised if more DDT guys come back. And um, DDT is not a small company. They're, you know, they're, they, they ran Sumo Hall four times. Or they're going to be running Sumo Hall four times in 2019. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, they're they're not, a, I mean, DDT. DDT is not small, and they have smaller affiliates. They have a, a Joshi promotion. They have, a, you know, they have Basara, which is kind of like their like indie train wreck kind of promotion. They have a what's the other one? Um, Ganbare Pro it, DNA. DNA, well, DNA, DNA is like their closed. Oh, it did. Well, they just folded all of the wrestlers into all because they. They look like, hold on, let me just bring it up. Let me bring up the DDT Umbrella Company. Let me look. DDT, well, I can just go to Dramatic WordPress. Hold on. Because, yeah, they have like eight fucking companies under them. Um, I was going to say, because DNA is like their developmental. Yeah. But I didn't know it closed down. It closed down like six months ago or so. Um, okay. Okay. I didn't know that. So we have DDT. Oh, wait, this isn't the thing I'm looking for. They, Basara. Okay, here I we go. I Tokyo, think Tokyo Girls is their Joshi. Yep, Tokyo Joshi Pro. Yeah. 
I can't find it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Masara. I think Gunbear. Ganbear Pro. Ganbear, um, sorry. Ganbear. There's a few more. Yeah, there's like a little... They, there's like these little, like, like shindies. Yeah. So. So, but what, but um, what I want to say was yeah. if, if the yeah. club came to DD... Because first of all, they're a tag team. AEW wants tag teams. That's cool. If they went back to Japan, I really wonder, like... I think that would be huge if they went to DDT to take on some of the top guys in DDT. It would really, I think, I think in, in theory, it could help elevate DDT's status, which is what DDT is looking for. You, you got to think if DDT has a partnership with AEW, you know, maybe they're looking to be that number two promotion in Japan. Yeah. Because right now, I think right now in Japan, there's kind of a power struggle for who that number two promotion is because you know, Dragon Gate's not really that hot right now. Even though they brought back Pac, it doesn't. It didn't really. I don't feel like it's doing a whole lot. Old Japan is getting. You know, has picked up steam over the past couple of years, but it's still kind of more indie feeling. So I could definitely see DDT trying to maybe make a stronghold for that number two promotion in Japan. For sure, and um, and they work very closely with uh, big uh, Japan as well. They, I mean, DDT Japan. is big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Anyone who wants to like, watch uh, Japanese wrestling, the DDT streaming service is miles ahead of anybody else. You, uh, it, there's 20 shows a month on this thing. Right, you get a lot of bang for your buck. Lots, man. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the club. Well, no, I can't. I can't say that it's better than New Japan's though, because New Japan, you're getting like the top Japanese promotion. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, I mean, compare with all Japan's streaming service, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe DDT, you get a better better value. Well, like, here's the thing, and we'll, I, I guess that we can talk about New Japan now. Um, so we watched uh, parts of the New Japan, what was that card called? It, it was like a week ago. The Anniversary Show. Okay, and um, we watched like three or four matches or something like that. We watched the Six Man, yeah. we watched um, the main event, of course. Yeah, the Junior Tag. And, and the Junior Tag. And um, yeah. watching it, so here's like the thing about New Japan. You always and categorize I saw the main it. Event, but you... Huh? I saw the main event, but you didn't. Yes, I did. I watched the Jay White match. Oh, you did? We watched it together. Oh shit, that's right. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, so you always ca- like you always say that. Oh, you're a hater of New Japan. Blah blah. blah. Here's what it is. Well, you are. Well, I guess. New Japan is great. New Japan is like a five-star documentary about the suffering of children after the Chernobyl uh, nuclear meltdown. It's a Mm, great movie that's moving, that tells you a lot of shit, and it's very important, but it's just so heavy, I don't want to fucking watch it. New Japan is not fun to watch to me. It's so drawn out, and every match is so long, and there's so much importance. There's no fun in 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 that show. You're saying that they take themselves too seriously. For a, for a good reason. There's obviously a a big market. I mean, I'm the I'm the guy standing here with no friends in this argument. Okay, but when I right, when you're I, the guy telling everybody that Santa Claus is fake. Exactly. And but I I'm watching. I'm just like I don't have fun watching those shows. They they just aren't fun. They don't flow. Like I can watch a big Japan show. The whole card is over two hours. You get eight matches. There's some comedy, some hardcore, some strong, some this, some that. Uh, the longest match. Is be, 
there's all kinds of shit. With New Japan, every match has a video package. Every match has this big ramp that they got to walk down. Every match, they got to hold up titles and do the big intros. Every match is 18 minutes and big, crazy Neil... But, dude, by the end of it, I'm exhausted of watching these matches. Well, I mean, it depends. Like, this anniversary show that we watch, I wouldn't call it like, say it like that. I think most of the undercard was there. It served a purpose. But to me, the biggest matches were the main event and the junior tag match. Yeah. Everything else, I think, was kind of just there. So, now, if it's the Tokyo Dome, yeah, I mean, maybe. But I even thought some of the matches on the Tokyo Dome got cut a little short. Uh, I don't think they went that long. So, I don't know. I, I kind of see what you're saying. But at the same point, I would disagree because – I feel like if New Japan puts on a big show that it means something, it has value. And New Japan feels like a big deal. It, it does. Feel like New Japan, New Japan to me feels like like Major League Wrestling, you know, not – you know what I mean. I know no pun mean. intended. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't – I mean I know what you're saying, but it just – I still think they put on a really – they can put on a really good show. And it doesn't – I don't feel like it's a hindrance that if – matches feel important and i don't feel like every match is like this like big epic match necessarily so i think you might be overstating it a little bit now i like i said if you may say that about the tokyo dome yeah i kind of maybe see that a little bit more but i mean hey i think usually the tokyo dome is usually an awesome show so um i think it's fine this particular anniversary show i wouldn't say was like you know oh my god super amazing but it had some good stuff i thought the junior tag match with rapagi 3k and um DLIJ was uh, Shingo Takagi and Bushi. I thought it that was, was a really great. good match. It was a great I thought match. That was a yeah. very good match. Now, I think the junior tag titles are worthless. I don't really see the point of them. I mean, there's no reason to have two sets of tag belts, but that's a whole other story. Um, and then the main event, I said this when we were watching the match. I don't particularly like Jay White that much. I don't think he's that credible of a champion. But Will Ospreay is a good guy to put him with because Will Ospreay can sell for the guy. For this White. was Will Osprey's that I've seen. So I've seen probably I saw Osprey versus Abushi. I saw some matches last year. This is my favorite Osprey match in a long, long time because he was very grounded. Yeah, yeah. And I, but and I think he can sell for Jay White, and I think that's a big problem. My big problem with Jay White is that when you put him against the top guys of Japan like Okada, Tanahashi, you know, probably even Naito. You just don't buy it. You you can't believe Jay White is going to beat these guys. I can't anyway. But if you put him with Will Ospreay, I think Will Ospreay is a much better matchup for Jay White. And I think it did help Jay White a bit. I kind of wish this was a world title match just to get Jay White some more defenses and more credibility. But Ospreay is the never champion, and I guess they didn't want to have him, you know— Well, he jobbed anyway, so I don't see the point. I mean, it's not like he had to put the, the never title on the line. Okay, so, I thought it was a world title match. I mean, not no, that it, it matters, it, I guess. It was a non-title match. The thing is, White's first title defense is at MSG. So think about that. He won the title at New Beginning, which is a month ago, and it's going to take him two months for him to defend the belt. I don't personally like that. I think this could have been a title match. They didn't do it. Whatever. But I did think it was a really good match. I mean, I wouldn't say it was like match of the year or anything like that, but... Of course, Meltzer fucking loved it, and he thought it was like one of the best matches yeah, of the year. Yeah, when it ended, both of us were like, "All right, that was pretty good." And and, yeah. and at the same time, we said, "All right, three and three quarters." You know, not yeah. not four stars. You know, three and three. And this is on an actual five star scale. 
you know. Yes, a, there's a no, there's scale. nothing above, there's nothing above five stars. Anything above five stars is stupid. Yeah. It's, it's like, what is even the point of having a, a fucking five star scale if you're going to give six and seven star matches? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, if but you, you really... know what, man? You know, you know what, man? I'm looking at the star ratings here, and I'm just flabbergasted. So go ahead. Do you have a point to make? Because I want to get into this real quick. Well, I, I was thinking. Let's say that you're grading a test. Five stars would be a 100 percent. So six stars would be 120. Seven stars would be 140. Imagine yeah. giving a, a a test to your students and saying, "Now this is from one to a hundred, but if you get enough extra credit, it can get up to 140." It's like this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's like where do you draw the line? It's like then the star rating doesn't really matter. It has no value because then you just keep changing what the what the the rating system is. So it's just ridiculous to give anything more than five stars. Like if you're going to have a star system, pick a pick a minimum and pick a maximum and stick with it. Otherwise, like what's the point? Yeah. Even you know what? I even I even don't like negative stars. I think that's dumb. Like just give it zero stars and that's it. It's all about being snarky and making a statement. Yeah. That's all it is. It's like I give this negative three stars. I'm like, like, what does that even mean? Just give it zero. Mm hmm. You know, like, I don't understand negative ratings. Like, I, I think that's stupid, too. But I want to make this point here. So the junior tag title match got four stars. We thought this was a really good match. Now, Ishimori and Liger, if you remember, we were watching this and like, we're bored. Let's skip this shit. Yeah. You know what that match got? Five stars. Four and a quarter. What? He liked it more than the junior. Yeah, he liked it more than the junior tag match. Dude, it, it's this is the girl... Who 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 wears band shirts that she's never heard of? Like yeah. he's just doing this to perpetuate. He's perpetuating his own base that he's developed. That's all. Yeah, and then not only that, he gave the main event with White and Osprey four and three quarters. So he's saying this was nearly a five star match. Keep in mind, this dude Dave Meltzer gave Hogan versus Rock. Three and a quarter star. Okay? Right. Nia Jax had a match against like Mandy Rose that was three and a half. I don't even know who this Mandy Rose lady is. She's just some chick with tits, okay? Yeah. But, dude, just, it's like, what is your possible... Meanwhile, it, it, the, the more we talk about this, the dumber we both sound because there's no reason to even talk about this. Right. It's stupid. It, it is Dave Meltzer's opinion has degraded so hard for me ever since yep. that Omega. Omega. Yeah. Ever since then, it's like your 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 match ratings mean nothing because you can't take it back. So you have to constantly perpetuate this match style as the greatest style. Exactly. He he opened up Pandora's box and now he and in a way he 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 put his foot in his mouth with it. Yeah. And you know it's it's so weird, man. Like. So many things have started, have really come from that Okada Omega match, and we were there live. And man, who would have known that it would have just started this whole wave of of nerd nerdisms? <laughs> yeah, it really did. It, it really just, did. That that yeah, was the beginning. I mean, it, yeah, it, it really goes back to two, you know, a little more than two years ago, the first Okada Omega match, and man, it's just. And you know what? We've talked so about it before. So, but you know, like Dave tries to sell it as like. Everyone in the building knew that the world changed that day. And we left and got a hot dog and we're like, yeah, pretty good show. Like, Yeah, it's like we were there live and I had a good time. I know I liked it more than you did, but 
it doesn't matter, but we didn't think that it was going to be this like monumental match that was going to change wrestling. No, and 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 then <laughs> the next day we we fucking met a bunch of foreigners and everyone's like pretty good show, pretty good show. Nobody was like, "Oh my god, my dick is still hard. I got to yeah, call like, I got to call a fucking doctor." Some of the other fans we talked about, I don't remember them like gushing over the match like like I I remember being at the Tokyo airport listening to the Observer radio and Brian's like Dave gave the match six stars, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And and man, it just took off from there. And then the Omega interview came on later after that, and and he became his agent, and yeah, and Omega became you know the internet the the internet darling, and it just really all started from there, man. It all started from there. We were there. We were there. We were part of history. I guess. I mean, I think it's more fun to. Well, eh, all right. The less I'm, I'm gonna stop even bothering. So, okay. no, no, what are you gonna say? I mean, you always kind of make fun of me about it, but um, you know, I want to go go to Mania, but not go to Mania. Like, I enjoy not giving in to to uh to peer pressure. Yeah, and like like to be the contrarian. It's not so much that, but just I don't want to go. I don't want to go to Mania. I never once like. Have you ever heard me say, "Boy, I re- I really want to go to Mania"? No. Because I don't want to go to no. Mania. I do want to go to Bloodsport. I do want to go to this this garbage bullshit. Because you know what? I like Stranglemania. Like, I'm that loser. And um, Well, you are a pretty big loser. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, dude, the biggest. And, yeah. um, I mean, I spent like four hours cooking yesterday. Yeah, there you go. And it, it's, 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 it's this thing of like, I get these people who just... Um, they're just, you gotta like this, you gotta do this. It's like, dude, I've got a, a guy kind of messaging me on fucking Facebook getting ready for uh, August because I'm bringing some, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be kind of helping some guys out with the August trip. And um, there, and and this guy's like, hey, hey, how many new Japan shows do you go to? I'm like, ah, I've only been to one actually. I went to the Tokyo Dome once. He's like, really? But it's the best wrestling. I'm like, yeah, but tickets cost this much, and you sit way up in the stands. And I'd rather just go to these goofy shows and watch that. And he's like, well, how many sumo hall shows do you go to? You know what? I've never been to sumo hall. It's too much money, and. I don't get off on those big arenas. I, I just don't. I just don't, man. Like I'm in there and I just watch the screen and I feel bored. Yeah, because you're just not a you're not a you're not a big time guy. I mean, I yeah. mean, I I'm a big time guy because I I look like a star and I'm a big time guy, but you look like a loser. So you know that's the difference. Even the Big Japan Sumo Hall shows, I would if I was in Tokyo for the Big Japan Sumo Hall show, I would rather go see a baseball game. To be completely honest, like I don't want to sit. In the 39th row to watch some ants fight. I don't want to watch that. Hey, but, Ric Flair wrestled on the big time, buddy. Just remember that. Yeah, and I, and I would have watched him on CCTV at the bar fucking next door do a blow with my buddies. Well, if you say so. Okay. So, um, let me, what are we going to call that topic? Um, stadiums suck. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Well, Steven thinks stadiums suck. All right, I'll, I don't. I'll, I'll do that. Steven thinks stadiums suck. Harlem Heat is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Do you have any comments? Well, I want to I want to say let's get one real quick. I have to mention it cuz we talked about star ratings. Oh, the betting. Star rating. The betting. Stop betting on star. What the fuck, people? Just what the fuck? You know, is this what I think I already talked about this before. I don't want to but you I did. just want to say what the fuck. <laughs> and that's all. I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? 
No, it, it's totally stupid. I can't believe it, 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 it's, it's done. We've already talked about this a few times. Yeah, I was listening to the Observer Radio, and they're going on about it. I was like, oh, isn't it ridiculous that Dave Meltzer talks about people betting on his? To- it would be like a punter going onto a show and saying, "Well, people have an over under on the score being this." It's like it, it's so Im- not immoral. What's the word I'm looking for? It's it's so- a conflict of interest. Absolutely. Like, what's yeah. stopping Dave Meltzer from fucking from calling a friend and be like? Hey, have your cousin put a bet on this thing? Like it's so it's retarded, and I hate using I that just, word. <laughs> it is though. I mean, it's just so ridiculous that people would be betting on the quality of a fixed match. <laughs> it's like just think about that. <clears throat> well, look, you can bet. Well, here's the thing: you can bet on the scores for Olympic gymnast stuff, right? And you know what yeah, happens every year? Con- that's a, still a legitimate contest. But they're, but a gymnast is going out to entertain, okay? And, they, and, you know, the Russian gives them a nine, and the Croatian gives them that. But the thing is, those judges get caught in gambling scandals constantly. Yeah, of course. And so on the same kind of topic, let's talk yeah. about doc, Dr. Dave. Dr. Doogie Meltzer. Doogie Meltzer, yeah. For some yeah, so reason. You go, you go ahead because I don't really know too much about this, but <laughs> you go ahead with this one. All right. So we've talked before how Dave Meltzer has Asperger's, right? And he will get it. Well, in you his, think he does. I think he does. Or he's just a, uh, he's just a, a weirdo. Dork. Yeah, he's a dork. So, like, um... <laughs> If you tell him, if you say to Dave, oh man, check out my new house, it's like 28 feet tall. 28 feet? Well, my head is is 9 inches, and I would estimate this is this many heads. I don't think that's 28 feet. Like, he's got to pick apart every little thing. So for some reason, even though he really, like, went on a thumping that anyone who says that Roman Reigns didn't have cancer is an idiot, and he really thumped that hard for a long time... For some reason, he started picking apart Roman Reigns' statements about the medication that, that he took. And he's saying, you, you know, there was a hockey player who also had leukemia, and he had the same medication. And this hockey player kept playing hockey. So I think that Roman Reigns actually took this. And fans started getting on him, and Dave kept on doubling down, and he was linking to Wikipedia articles, and he started correcting, actually... He started correcting a leukemia cancer research official Twitter account. And mm. this Twitter account said, Dave, you are a journalist and you are spreading false info and you need to stop right now This for all of the obvious reasons. Dave then went to hide on the Observer message board, which is behind a paywall, and wrote this big page-long retort to the cancer charity – which they couldn't see. It's like, Dave, you're a bitch. You're a fucking pussy. Okay? You went to hide on, on, on your board to slam a cancer charity. Why don't you just shut the fuck up? That's all I got to say. Why don't you just shut up? You right. don't he need caught, to put he, your he nose in everything. Huh? He crossed the line with this one. A little bit. I mean, I'm not really in on it, but Dave annoys me about a lot of stuff. And if you, like, you're telling someone, come on, man, like, if this was, 
if this was Colin Coward saying that some athlete was lying about the cancer fucking medicine that he took, he'd be fired. ESPN right. or Fox Sports would fire him. Right. They No major network would put up with that. Never. Not in this day and age. No way. And that's the story. And it's just yeah. more things of Dave being a fucking idiot. Yeah, could be, could He's be. He's very good at cataloging what people told him. And that's about it. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't really, I didn't really follow this story too much, but it sounded like, uh, it sounded like maybe he kind of crossed a line or maybe he said some things that probably didn't look, reflect well on him. Which happens, everybody puts their foot in their mouth. He deleted so. one of them, and Dave is notorious for not deleting tweets. There's another right. thing. So um, I know I sent this to you, or maybe I didn't, but I think I did. But this is just more about Dave. Um, so Dave Meltzer put in the Observer. Okay, this is gonna be a bit of a timeline. I'm gonna try to make this as fast as I can. Yeah. So Dave Meltzer put in the Observer back when um, uh, uh, during the Bash of the Beach '96 era. Dave Meltzer put that you know WCW didn't know who was gonna be the third man. Everyone has said Hogan didn't want to do it until the very last second. Sting was a backup. They had other backups. And Dave wrote in 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 one of the observers in black and white that Mabel was at the top of the list. That they were going to bring in Mabel, right? And yeah. Dave wrote this. It, it, it's looking like Mabel is uh, among Bischoff, Nash, and Hall. Mabel is the top pick, right? Would you guys think Mabel came off King of the Ring and okay and and the the third man was never going to be the big angle that was going to carry WCW for years until Hogan joined it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Eric Bischoff on one of his podcasts said, Dave Meltzer reported that it was going to be Mabel, and Bischoff said it was never going to be Mabel. Dave has been saying for months now, I never said it was going to be Mabel. People post screenshots. Dave, this is your website. You wrote black and white. Mabel is the top pick. Now, the third man. Mabel is the third man. Now, apparently what this was was Sean Waltman told Dave. It's looking like it's going to be Mabel. Right? And Dave yeah. refuses to admit, well, I did write that. He, he keeps on saying, reading would be your, your friend and plans change and this and that. And it's like, Dave, you wrote this. Just say that you wrote this. And he refuses. Like, he gets in fights with people on Twitter about this constantly. I just... the So someone wrote all of this shit that Dave shows all of these signs of, like, a narcissistic egomaniac, basically. And that's the end of the story. So do you have any comments? No, I mean, look, I mean, I still – I don't, like, have a personal vendetta against Dave Meltzer like a lot of people do. I still find his – I still like reading the newsletter. I still think he's a great historian. I'm sure he's put his foot in his mouth before. I don't think he has bad intentions, though. I think it's more, like – he says some things that people – it's kind of like Alex Jones. Alex Jones I think is a very entertaining guy, but he's, he will say things that will offend people even though he's not he's not purposely trying to offend people though. Yeah. You don't so, think so? That's the best thing. Go ahead. Uh, I think Alex Jones might want to offend people. I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe that's not the best comparison, but you know what I mean. I, I, I still think he has yeah. – I think he still has good intentions, though. I don't. Per- I don't think he's purposely being a bad person. Yeah. All right. So well, let's go on. Do you finally want to talk about this Hall of Fame? 
this actually oh, yeah, I mean, involves I'm always, Dave, I'm always, actually. Well, hold on. I'm always ready to talk about the Hall of Fame, but I don't like talking about WWE Hall of Fame because the WWE Hall of Fame is fucking worthless. Okay, how about this? Let me ask you this. Do you think that uh, Harlem Heat is worthy of being in the, w- the WWE Hall of Fame? Sure, anybody's worthy to, worthy to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Okay. Do you know who shit on this pick was Dynamite Dave? Dave Meltzer said, what a, basically in, in so many words, what a dumb pick. Um, someone pointed out, Harlem Heat is a two-time PWI Tag Team of the Year winner. They were around for a long, long time in multiple territories. They won multiple tag well, team on. titles. Well, territories. Yeah. Wait a minute. What other territory besides WCW were they? They in? started off in in Texas as the Ebony Express, and they yeah, toured around was, as okay, this hold on, team. Time out. Texas was okay. Hold on a second. Texas was dead. What else? Hey, I didn't say that they. Dude, it was the fucking nineties. I didn't say that they were selling out stadiums. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. And um, they won the WCW title a bunch of times, blah, blah. And the other thing, they were inducted into the Cauliflower Alley Club Hall of Fame. So, Dave, if you want to say they're a bad pick for the WWE Hall of Fame, what do you say about the Cauliflower Alley Club, which you attend every year that you love, that you think is a great staple? That's a fair point. I mean, look, Hall of Fame's... I mean, a lot of times it's a matter of opinion, but it is voted upon. Well, it should be voted upon, like the, like the Observer Hall of Fame is voted upon. That makes more sense. You know, Hall of Fames, I understand, are controversial. I like talking about it. I think it's fun to talk about it, about the merits of whether people are Hall of Fame famers or not. Um, Harlem Heat was a staple of the WCW tag scene. I was a big fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that they're not hall of, a Hall of Fame tag team. Would I vote for them in the Hall? Like, let's say it's for the Observer Hall of Fame and I get to vote. Would I vote them in? No, probably, probably not, not because I, I don't think they were big enough stars to put them in there. But for WWE Hall of Fame where you got like Honky Talk Man and Hillbilly Jim and Coco Beware, yeah, why not? That WWE Hall of Fame is really starting to grasp at straws already. Yeah, Given yeah it, I mean— Give it another they're, five they're, years, and they're going to be indu- you know they're going to be inducting anybody. Dolph Ziggler. Well, I'm I'm thinking like uh, uh, Alberto Del Rio's uh, ring ma- uh, intro guy. What was his name? Ricardo oh, Rodriguez. Ricardo Rodriguez. Yeah. I mean, Swab is going to be in there. Maybe they'll probably put like Al Snow and like Val Venus. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they already put the they already put the Godfather in. So, cool. yeah. Anyway, um, you want to do some New Japan? I mean, I, I'm very curious about the. Uh, the Tell you what, thing, let me so- say this one quick thing about Noah, and then we'll go into New Japan, and then we'll be done. Okay. okay. All right. Um. Yeah. So Noah was bought by a new company. Noah cha- uh They changed the the ring. No longer the green ring, which the green ring was always because of. Misawa Misawa's been dead for 12 years now it's time to change it Um, they changed the logo now it's like Noah with a red O they they just changed it they upped it now it's got more production values it looks much more like a a, a glitz and glamour kind of show now they they just had a big show I think at Sumo Hall actually I'm not sure. Um, yeah. I'd have to check, but um, I, I saw clips from it. It looked good, good, and everything. See, here's and so here's what I want to say about it. Um, Noah is not on fire. Okay, Noah has been on life support for a while. I mean, 
They're yeah. bigger than zero one, but not by much. Noah's not a big deal anymore. Right. Okay. Right. No, there's no buzz about them really. They don't sell out. Kirk and Hall. They. Yeah. yeah, their Cork and Hall attendance has consistently not been that great. So that should tell you all. something. Eddie Cork Edwards Hall, was their world we, champion. I think Cork and Hall is is a uh, we can agree is like usually a, a good barometer of how well Japanese promotions are doing. Absolutely. Because everybody, literally every company in Japan runs Cork and Hall. And it's the biggest market. It's the yeah, hardcore fans. Japan, yeah. and, and and so based off the attendance there, you can say, okay, look, there's going to be 20, Kur- 20 Kuroko and Hall shows this month. Are people going to spend their money on your show? And in the case of Noah, exactly. not really is what it's been. Not right? really. Well, if you listen, if you ever listen to the Adam and Mike Big Audio Nightmare, which I do because it's all Japanese wrestling. Yeah, same. Adam, Adam is a big proponent of Noah. He's always trying to put it over, saying that, oh, because they got Nakajima. Nakajima is a pretty good wrestler, and um, yeah, but I think that's have, that's like that's like that, tantamount that's to problem. fucking virtue signaling in a way. Yeah, like like Adam makes it sound like, oh, well, they're having really good matches. But again, who cares? Everybody has good matches. Yep. What does Noah have? What does Noah bring to the table that other promotions don't? What is Noah? What hole is Noah filling? And that's the big problem. To me, Noah is a, it's it's a really faded brand. I know that, and even I mean, people have mentioned this too. Noah was already going downhill even before Masawa died. So, I didn't really watch Noah back in the two thousands. Maybe you were. I know when Noah first started, it was a big the deal. The first like two was, two years, I was yeah, and then it was after yeah. yeah, and after Kobashi came back from cancer, that's when it was or. Cancer, right? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't really know. Sure Kobashi cancer. Um, yeah. you know, um, Isawa, I know Kobashi had like a really like famous world title run there, and yeah, and um, but once you know, once that steam died, that's when I was all right. I've seen Kobashi and Misawa wrestle five hundred times. Yeah, and I, and I'm sure and, they had. I'm yeah. sure they had classic matches, but still, like you can only see them so many times. Yeah. So Noah and look, I mean, I like Marafuji, Nomichi of Marafuji. He's been like one of their staple guys for a long time now. I think he's really good, but he's kind of getting older now. They have uh, was it Nakajima, who I think is really good. They have some other guys there. I don't really know the roster that well, to be honest with you. But it it's just I don't really know. I mean, hey, good for them. They want to change it up, freshen things up. But is it really going to make a difference? So yeah. so that's what I wanted to say. So yeah. when they changed up all the logo and the ring man and blah, blah, everybody on Twitter's crying, screaming their heads off, kicking around lo- lo- like little girls, saying, you know, yeah. using all of the usual, we don't want change and blah, blah. And I just posted, I said, look, man, if, if a logo or a ring mat changing is going to make you watch or not watch a company, you didn't give a fuck about the company in the first place. Right, 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 right. Be real. Quit, quit lying. Like, quit yeah, just... It's like- is 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 getting getting rid of the green ring really gonna affect you watching them or not? Like, are you gonna stop watching them because they changed the color of the ring? It's so fucking. Or are petty. you gonna start watching? Like, come on, guys! Like, quit yeah. quit being petty and fucking pathetic. I can understand Noah's perspective because they're think they're probably thinking, hey, you know what? Our brand really doesn't have a lot of buzz. Let's change things up, and maybe it'll 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 cause some interest, right? Yeah. I don't really know though. I mean, it's like impact. Noah and it, and ironically enough, Noah and Impact had used to have a relationship. I don't know if they still do, but um, 
it's like Noah to me is the impact of Japanese wrestling where, yeah, they have good wrestlers and yeah, there is some history there and they've had some good talent, some very, you know, Hall of Fame talent. But it's just like, who cares at this point? They've done Noah hasn't done the damage that like Impact did to the fans, but at the same time, they haven't really done anything to, to get you to care. Yeah. So I don't really know. I haven't watched an, I haven't really watched a Noah match in months. Well, to me, what it is is it, it's um I'm a big uh, Gordon Ramsay fan, and the one thing that he always whenever the one thing that I always just wait for is someone he, uh, of him saying, "You sell this awful food," and like, well, you know, every Sunday these twenty these eight old ladies come in, and he's like, "They're the only people coming. Why are you clinging to this tiny fan base?" And that's what Noah is like. Look, if if changing the green mat is going to draw is going to drive away twenty percent of your fans, but it 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 refreshes things and maybe you have the ability to double the rest, you gotta go for it because right. it's it's just diminishing returns at some point. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I just I don't really see what they're gonna what this is gonna accomplish. But I mean, hey, good for them for trying. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm applying to this job in Huangdao. Yeah. Um, you wanted to talk about Liger? Well, yeah, speaking of Hall of Famers, let's talk about a legitimate Hall of Famer, which is Jushin Thunder Liger. Um, so he announced his retirement. He says that the next year's Tokyo Dome is going to be his final match. Now, we know that next year they're going to run two Tokyo Dome shows, January 4th and January 5th. Yeah. You've been very critical of that. I'm critical of it, too. I think it seems well, unnecessary. But wait. Wait, I'm not critical okay. of them running two dome shows. I was critical of them moving New Year's Dash, which is a shit show, into a bigger building. But go on. Well, Very different things. Do, but the thing is, they're not going to do a New a New Year's Dash card for the Tokyo yeah. Dome. I which, I mean, that's cool. I mean, to me, it's, that's, it, it's different, is what I'm trying to say. Like, if they want to try well, to run two star-studded full fucking lineups, go for it. I think that they'll do decent, you know? Well, the the thing is, is that yeah, if they have a big enough attraction for both shows, you know they can get they can get foreign fans to fly in. Foreign fans will pay, but I do wonder if it's going to be a burnout. Like the thing is, like it's not uncommon for you know for promotions to run like a two night event. And that's yeah. basically what they're doing. So it's like you know Wrestle Kingdom Night One, Wrestle Kingdom Night Two. Now they were talking about this, and I don't know if it was on the Observer Radio or in Big Audio Nightmare that. Would it be would Wrestle Kingdom be one show and then make the other show something else, or to be like night one, night two? We don't really know that. But the thing with Liger is he's announced his retirement. He's gonna do his retirement match on one of these shows. Um, you know, without getting just just your thoughts, like what would you do? Would you main event one of the shows with Liger's retirement? And if so, who would it be with? What would you do with if you're if you're gonna book if you have the book, you're ghetto. You got Liger doing his retirement. What? Where are you going to put this match? Night one, night two, main event, upper, you know, maybe second main event on one of the shows. What do you do? Well, the the first thing I want to say that I just kind of thought of, um, if you're going to stack these shows and you've got two shows, because I'm like, okay, let's pretend that night, okay, night one, the main event, you need something big, um, but you can't have two world title matches, right? So in theory, you would main event with like right. the. IC title or something, but then what do you do with the IC champion on night two? Put him in uh, uh, some kind of tag match or something, or you just know, don't book him. 
don't book the IC champion. Oh, I so that's the other thing. You run two completely yeah, so saying, separate like, cards. Book, yeah, exactly. Two completely separate cards. You book these guys on this night, and you book the other guys on the other night, and they and that's it. Which actually separate them. Uh, because, which actually GCW is doing that. I think that's smart because you have two whole separate attractions that are not intermingling. So that if you want to see this one attraction, you have to go to this night. But if you want to see this other guy, you have to go to the other night. Otherwise, you, you, you basically you, – you have to find a way to get fans to go to both shows. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So what I was going to say is before I answer the Liger thing, just uh, so, you know, something that popped in my head. I can see how New Japan really needs to partner with a second company like AEW to round out two Tokyo Dome cards. I can really Absolutely. see how the, how the, how, how they yeah. could really be grasping at straws to they're fill. Gonna, they're, two definitely of them. Gonna, they're definitely going to need some outside talent to fill the Tokyo Dome back to back nights. And I don't think that Brody King and Jay Lethal are the are going to be the answers to that. But um, <laughs> uh, well, hey, maybe PCO. Yeah, I love PCO, but he's a battle royal at best. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so, I'm joking. Um, I don't know. Is Liger's retirement match a big enough draw to either main or set? I, I definitely would make it night one because I feel like night one is like the party show and night two is like the serious show. If that makes sense. Ah, uh, so that's that's what you that's how you would book it. Night one is a little bit more fun. Yeah. Um. Definitely. And night two. Like night two is like night two is like heart like serious wrestling. Yeah. Um. That's how I would kind of go okay. for it. Um. Alright. Shaheen just killed this fucking image he just sent me. Wow. Um Um is Liger big enough? I don't think Liger's retirement is big enough to main event. I do think it is big enough to semi main event. What do you do? Do you do a tag okay. match? Do you do a one on one? Who who do you put him uh, against? I think if he announced a retirement, it's gotta be a one on one. Yeah. Um, so I immediately thought what you could do, you, you could make the night a kind of tribute and you could do a battle royal with all of his old contemporaries like Great Sasuke, like uh, – Kind of auto. Yeah, get fucking Brian Pillman's son in there to do something, you know, and that's Maybe how – Maybe bring, uh, bring Ultimo Dragon in. Yeah, yeah, Ultimo Dragon, all of those guys. So I think that you could do like yeah. a, a six man with all Liger of those Mass. guys as like a send off to Liger. And, but but – as a as the actual send off match, I don't know Taiji Ishimori, Sonata. A lot can happen in the next eight months. Yeah, like if you have to pick one guy to beat Liger on his last night to give him the rub, who would it be? Probably Sonata. But then Sonata's maybe in... maybe maybe if Takahashi comes back, maybe Takahashi. That would that would be my pick. If Takahashi comes back, yeah. I would do Takahashi. And Takahashi is expected to come back, as far as I know. As far as I know, as well. Um, yeah. So Takahashi Liger. I don't know if Takahashi Liger. Yeah, I don't know if it's a main event, but a semi-main. I think you could pull it off for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think so. So, but um, on, I just, oh, okay, go ahead. Well, no, I mean that's all. Go on. No, I'm gonna say because I want to kind of go back. I'm very curious about these, these this two night Tokyo Dome thing and how you know how the, you think they should approach it. Like, I'm just curious whether you think. Would you keep guys separate? Would you put guys on both cards or just keep guys on one card apiece? No, I do think that you have to definitely separate them. Like, you can't have Naito defend the IC title on, on night one and then he's in a goofy six-man tag on night two. I, I don't think so. Right. So, 
GCW is kind of doing it's this. It's not like a it's not like a like a New Japan Cup tour where you where or a G one tour where where it's not when it's not your block you're in just some bullshit tag. Yeah, because it just devalues shit. I mean, yeah. you can't have WrestleMania and put The Rock in some. Well, they actually do do that, but that's why the WWE sucks. Um, they do do that. They they do do. Um, yeah, they do do. So GCW, they've got the spring break, and they did night one and night two because they sold out night one so fast that they 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 just had dollar signs in their eyes and like we gotta have night two. And what they did was like, look, it's gonna have. Nobody is wrestling on both cards. It's going to be completely separate cards, yeah. and I think that is the way to go. And um, I agree. That's that's what they should do. Do not put guys on one card and then and don't put guys on both cards. The only the only thing I could see is if you did like two guys had a two guys had a match on night one to qualify for a championship match on night two. You could do that. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But you can't have guys to, main yeah, event one is, night and then they're stuck in a some goofy tag match the next. Right, the undercard. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, it's like you can't put Tanahashi in the main event or Naito or whatever and then have him in a yeah like a six man undercard match in the next night. Yeah, you're right though. What they could do is if you have a match on night one that leads to a match on night two, I think that's fine. But you can't have a whole card of that. No, but you could have the battle royal. Like, make the it, battle royal get don't make something. It a tournament or yeah, don't make yeah. it a tournament or anything like that. I mean, God, yeah. dude, they have enough motherfucking titles. Yeah, Let's they have on. a big roster. I mean, New Japan's roster is big. It's huge. And then if they bring in the ROH guys or something, I mean, God, it it it, it just never ends. And then they could possibly partner with a Noah or some other company. Right, AEW or yeah. another Japanese, you know, like yeah, like Noah. So which have done they've done before. So yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, we'll see. Um, I do think that night, you know, I do think that one of the nights is going to draw bigger. There's just going to be that thing of like, one of the nights well, is okay, going to draw so bigger. Here's the thing. January 4th is the traditional show. Do you think it will draw bigger than January 5th? It depends Based on, on the tradition. Match. I mean, the thing about Japanese crowds that you and me kind of hit on is that they really care about the fucking match. They don't care about the name, the brand, the legacy. They don't care about any of that. They care about the fucking match. I mean, there were years where the right. fucking Tokyo Dome was drawing like 10,000 people. Like, right. WrestleMania will forever draw 60,000 people just based off the fact that it is fucking WrestleMania. Yeah, based on yeah. the brand name, yeah. With New yeah. Japan, if they, for some reason, the main event was Jay Lethal versus Ishii for the world title, I don't think it would draw. Right, and it's like they don't have that luxury that WWE does where they could sell tickets just based off the brand. Yeah. Although WWE is kind of suffering now. They, they can't really hold on to that, but that's a whole other story. Well, the house shows are dead. I mean, the house shows are dying, and even Raw and SmackDown are drawing poorly, so it's not like they can hold on to their brand. But WrestleMania is a whole other thing. Yeah. Anyway. So, so um, yeah. I think the, the thing that draws the, the biggest is going to be, look, if night one, the main event is, we'll just say Naito versus Okada. Okada. Sure, Okada. And night two is Jay White versus Tanahashi. I bet the Okada draws bigger. You know, of course, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, that goes without saying. And even though it's not for the IWGP title, just because Jay White, you know, it's just going to come down to star power and the match that people want to see and all that type of stuff. Right. Yeah. No, no, that makes sense, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, do you think that Jay White still sucks? I wouldn't say he sucks. I just don't think he's the right guy to be world champion. But, you know, the the, the, the whole point is for him not to like you. So I guess in, 
or sorry, the whole point is for you not to like him. So I, yeah, I guess it's Yeah, but you know what? Effective. That's the motherfucking argument that people throw th- throw when you say, Stephanie McMahon makes me want to change the fucking channel. Well, you, that's how you're supposed to feel. No, you're not supposed to change the channel. Exactly. <laughs> Jay, Jay White makes me yeah. not really want to watch these matches. I mean, look. The, the a, thing is, you're, you're you're supposed to hate the heels so that you so you get them seem so because you want to see them get beat up, not because you just turn the TV off. Yeah, um, so. Jay White is a thumbs up, very good wrestler. Do you know who else yeah. is a very good wrestler? About ten thousand people. Exactly, and and in this day, it's like ninety percent of wrestlers actively wrestling are good wrestlers. Oh, well. so. I don't think he's really that good of a champion, so I did think the match with Will Ospreay was good, though. But it doesn't matter. It just he—I don't really buy him as champion. Sorry. I thought all. that All Japan Big Japan tag match was really good. Do you want me to just start naming that. good matches? I can name name good yeah. matches for days. Should I keep going? Exactly. Exactly. It's not enough. It's so, no, we are. We do have the new Japan Cup. I don't know if you want to mention anything. I, I did pull up. I uh, watched it, man, and I really want to. There's a couple matches I really want to watch. And I'm hoping to watch them today. I'm actually, I actually clear. I, I'm going to my Japanese lesson this afternoon. I'm going to the gym by 5 p.m. I plan on watching like six hours of wrestling tonight. Well, I just want to go through real quickly um, the ones that mat the matches that matter. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I, I no wait wait. I don't even know who wins these matches, bro. Oh, you don't know? No, I, I want to watch these matches, man. <laughs> okay, well, let me ask you if you want to watch. I'll just say yes or no if you want to watch it. Okay. So Nakanishi Yoshihashi. No. Okay, well, Yoshihashi beat him. Taichi, Taichi Hanma. No. Taichi won. Okay. Robinson and Chase Owens. I know. I know that Chase Owens won that, which fine. Yeah. That's okay. And Nagata Nishi. Uh, I know Ishi won. That's cool. Yeah, it, this actually got a really good reviews. I actually wouldn't mind watching this match. I'm gonna so. watch that. So yeah, I, I'm gonna watch that that match, and then I'm gonna watch uh, Naito. Or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Naito Abushi. So Ishi did win. Night two, we had uh, Archer versus Toa Hanare. Don't care. Archer won. Uh, Mikey Nichols versus Hikuleo. Don't care. Yeah, Nichols won. Osprey and Fale. Don't care. Osprey won. Wow. Okada El. Uh, I'm guessing Okada. Oh, hold on. Let's go back to Osprey. So you're you're surprised that Osprey beat Fale? A little bit. Um, in these uh, situations, Fale is always around to be like the big juggernaut. Well, the thing is, Osprey did just lose to White, so and he is the never champion, so I can understand wanting to beat Fale. Yeah, but you could have had all kinds of Bullet Club run-ins, and there would have been a way yeah. to to beat him. And it's not like Fale is a nobody. Right, Okada and Elgin. Uh, I'm guessing Okada won. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I didn't hear anything about this match yet, though, so I'm sure it's really good. Um, I'm sure it got, you know, four and a half stars at least. Um, let's see, night three, Tenzan and Taguchi. Don't care. Taguchi won. Uh, Tanahashi Shoto Amino. Don't care. Tanahashi won. Evil and Saber Jr. I kind of want to watch that. Don't tell me. Okay, so you don't know the result. Okay. No. All right, Abushi uh, and Naito. Uh, I don't know who won. Don't tell me. Really, you don't know who won, bro? I want to watch that. Like those are two wrestlers I fucking love. I don't give okay. a shit about any of these fuckers, but 
those two dudes are like amazing. I dude, mean, this is the big, this is definitely the biggest match of the first round. Dude, I didn't realize, dude, how dude, so I heard Dave say it. Uh Kota Ibushi is 36. Yeah. That's a little I really I thought he was like 32. I don't know. Yeah, he's just really baby-faced. So, yeah. he's he's he he looks he's it's he's deceptively older, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um I mean, I've been watching him in DDT for forever. So, when I thought about it, I'm like, oh, "Okay, yeah, yeah, he is that old." But you know, it's still whatever. Yeah, he's just a very baby-faced guy, so he he looks a lot younger than what he really is. And that's why like, you know, he's very popular with female fans cuz he's kind of got the, you know, like the boy band J-pop look. He's also f- very popular with some male fans. Yeah, I'm sure there's some uh, <clears throat> uh, homosexual fan. Hey, look, not that there's wait, wait, wrong with stop, that. stop, Adam. Let me get my I calendar. Throw my, I throw my hands up. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Let me get my calendar. Date is oh right March thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. So okay. Damn, I but I forgot, and it's in the right hand corner, the bottom right hand corner of my computer. And this whole time, I completely forgot what year it was. <laughs> so. Um, Ibushi Naito, that was the big one, and then, uh, the last night, this is the final night of the first round, uh, Yano and Davy Boy. Uh, Yano won, I heard that. I cannot believe that, I did not know that until I just you know, read they it. they don't, they don't take Davy Boy Smith Jr. serious at all. Well, he's stupid, they're fucking stupid for doing that, because you know what, big foreigners get over in Japan, we saw with Stan Hansen, Bruiser Brody. Uh, Abdullah the Butcher. I mean, foreign monsters get Davey over. Davy Boy Smith Sr. I don't think he was a big deal in Japan. Well, no, that's not well, true. Bull- but that's, I mean, that, well, that's when he was with Dynamite. Yeah, but I mean, the Bulldog. I mean, dude, people know who the fuck he is. See, here's the thing, man. I never see. Um, there are there are comedy guys that I like and that I I think are cool and funny. So, you know, blah blah. Um, Toru Yano is not one of them. I don't find Toru Yano funny. I never did. I always yeah. found him kind of like ugly to look at. Yeah, I think this is really stupid. I don't know why Davy Boy didn't win, but whatever. Um, Makabe and Cabana. Cabana won. Yeah, Cabana won. So I guess that's going to uh, set up Kaj- a comedy match with him and Toriano, which I'm not going to watch. Yeah. Kojima and Suzuki. Um, Suzuki had to have won. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Goto and Sonata. Oh, man. Don't tell me. I kind of want to watch that now. That you know what? Tell me, because I can only because each one of these matches, including the ring intros, is going to be like forty-four minutes long. So I can only afford to watch two of them. So just Do you go really ahead want and tell me. Him? Yeah, go ahead. Sonata beat him. Okay, that's cool. Good, cool. Yeah. That's so, really going to make him into a star. It's really, it's really going to put him over the the top. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he already wrestled Okada, so that's enough. Yeah. He wrestled. Well, hold on a second. He challenged Okada when he was Okada's champion. So in theory, he's already a big star. You're right. You know, he, he took Okada to the limit. He wrestled Okada for 30 minutes. That's enough to make you into a star. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, all right, I'm not going to just keep telling my jokes, but okay. Yeah. Um, so real quick, you got Sonata, Suzuki. Oh, I don't want to re- name all the winners, but I'll just get your real quick. I mean, based on what you heard. So, I mean, so wait, so we're going to get Okada, Suzuki in the second round? No, I'm no because Sonata. I said Sonata Suzuki. Oh, okay, that'll be cool. I don't. I don't know if that's gonna be the second round, but Sonata and Suzuki both won their matches. Yeah. 
Um, I'll tell you what, man. So, I I don't want to talk about this anymore because I don't want to get spoiled. There are those two matches I really want to watch. No, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, who do you think's gonna win the whole thing? To win the whole thing, um, Okada's still in it. It's either gonna be my okay. I'm gonna get see. Okay, it's gonna be one of three people. It's gonna be either Okada, Naito, or Abushi. And if I was gonna say of any one of those three, it would probably be Okada. But those would be my top three picks. Now remember, Naito and Abushi are wrestling each other in the first round. I don't want to tell you who won, but fuck, you know, it's yeah. Yeah, right, I, mean, I just well, told you, Naito, Naito and Ibushi are wrestling. They're the main event of the night four. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. night. Yeah. So you got to remember that only one of those guys is probably going to be the final. But we can assume that the final will be some kind of combination of those three guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we bail? Not, not pretty Pretty much. I know you said something here about Eminem, but I have no idea what that's about. Yeah, he's going to be in the fucking video game. Like, they're going to make him into a character in the next 2K game. Um, like an unlockable? I guess. Like, you know how every year they need to put in, like, a legend? Well, they're out of legends, and now they're, Eminem's going to be like, how long until uh, a Machine Gun Kelly or Snoop Dogg is in it? Or the lesbians from that one angle that one time or something? You know, Snoop Dogg is probably a better option because he's been on WWE TV more times. Yeah, but Eminem's a bigger star. Is he? Snoop Dogg's pretty famous. Eminem's, like, current, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go to Google Trends because this is my new hobby. Hmm. All right, let's find out. Well, Eminem's slightly more contemporary. Slightly. Uh, I think Dogg he Dogg sucks. Eminem? I am a Machine Gun Kelly fan. Oh, God. I know. What's wrong? Snoop. Well, you're from you're from Toledo, so I guess I'm not surprised. Yeah. Eastside Cleveland Wild Boys. All right. Yep. Google Trends is showing that Eminem is indeed a more searched star than Snoop Dogg. Hmm. Okay. Let's put in uh, Roman Reigns. See how he, ra- he fucking ranks up. I'm just saying in the WWE universe, Snoop Dogg has been there more. Uh, Roman Reigns is nobody. Yeah, we knew that. Let's put John Cena in there, and then we're going to do Kenny Omega, and then we're out of here. John Cena is even lower than Roman Reigns. <laughs> is he really? Yeah, I mean, well, he's like right there well, with him the at whole, the fucking bottom. The whole, the, the whole leukemia thing, probably. Yeah, the... the uh, <laughs> It's funny doing this. What did Eminem do in, like, August? Something happened in August where Eminem got, like, a billion searches for some reason. I have no idea. Wow. Kenny Omega is less than one. They have to use that fucking less than symbol. Yeah. Well, we knew that already, too. He's a dork. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, You're on Instagram. What's your shitty Instagram? Uh, Adam Ruiz or Easy Topo. One of those two. One of those two. I'm on Twitter. Probably easy, easy topo. Probably you don't even know. How yeah, are we going to grow? The, how are we going to grow this podcast if you aren't on Twitter? Because I'm the anti-Twitter guy. Okay. Well, I'm the anti-mania yeah. guy. All right, I'm bored people, of this. People can message me on on Instagram, and you know that's fine. Okay. So I will see you guys later.